studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Right now, there's a nationwide shortage of Lunchables. What? That's because single dads also eat them as dinnerables. <laughs> All right. My son really <laughs> likes the Lunchables for uh, the school lunch. What's not to like? I don't know. if you, Are you aware of the new, bigger, expanded Lunchables? I mean, they have the original Lunchables that I ate. They were just the little triangles of ham, using my finger quotes. Um, uh, <laughs> little triangles of ham and little triangles of cheese, also using my finger quotes. And then you put them on a cracker, which were legit crackers. And they yeah. were pretty good. They didn't taste like ham and cheese. but uh, The consistency was a little industrial. But they're about this big. Well, they now got the bigger ones, and they're just exactly the right size to fit in. Um, a lunchbox for school. But there's more to them. They're like a full meal, and my son loves them. Oh, speaking of food, you'd be gratified to know uh, Delaney, who's home for a little visit with mom and dad, uh, my youngest, my 22-year-old. She just turned 22. Uh, she was talking about she made a visit to Italy a couple of years ago to to visit a family she had become uh, friends with, and she was talking about how delicious all the food was. Mm. How incredible the meat was and the cheese and all that. And we talked about, yeah, that's because we're so safety obsessed in America. Everything has to be cooked to death before you eat it. You can't have fresh this or, you know, farm that. Absolutely not. Good Lord, too dangerous. You don't know what a lot of things taste like if you've been in America all the time. I didn't know. And I was in Italy and going around to little shops and just like cheese and salami has a completely different flavor. Why are we so obsessed with that sort of thing? I don't know. I, I mean, I've done some reading on the topic. I'm not sure how well I could sum it up, but we are we are obsessed with safety and and living as long as we can, no matter what it costs. Apparently, yeah. Because if one person got sick from some cheese, we would change the rules for the whole country because that's the way we do things. Yeah. There's some philosophers slash theologians who think we've gone from a country that looks for redemption in the afterlife to people who look for redemption in this life. And the one thing you want to do is live as long as you possibly can. I'm not against that. On the other hand, you know, if if you want to live as long as you possibly can, you should probably be kept in a cage like a veal calf and exercised by uh, authorities who force you to exercise when it's appropriate and fed only a strictly, uh, you know, regulated diet and blah, blah, blah. It's no way to live, please. I want to talk about the new ambassador to Mexico um, and what he's running into, talking to the Mexicans about the immigration debate. Also, California's COVID numbers. Remember, uh, Cal Unicornia got hit hard, but the numbers are abating. Why? According to the experts, the phony, phony experts. There's a little hint for you. Right now, though, I have a, a pair of awards. Uh, not one, but two awards. Number one for the politician of the year. You know, I was actually just thinking in terms of the uh, the, uh, the the organ uh, thingy that we use. What do you call it? The fanfare? The politician of the year. Yeah, there you go. As uh, uh, both of these people who are going to be saluted are so cheesy, the organ's all they deserve. They don't deserve the full orchestra. You may recall this story. Did uh, Hanson? Did we come up with audio of this? I can't remember. <clears throat> 
There's this Michigan uh, lawmaker who was busted, you may recall, uh, a couple of months ago, I think, for drunk driving. And his his uh, he, he crashed his car, his SUV, on the interstate. And when state troopers arrived at the crash scene, the suspect, who had his pants down and was holding up a half-naked woman on the passenger side of his vehicle, she Wait, was in the like, process of hold, vomiting. Holding, okay. Well, she was like, and she was okay. vomiting and unresponsive. Well, and you threw up the vomiting, threw in the vomiting part. I get it, but tell you what, you buy the incoherent, I'll throw in the vomiting for another five dollars. Being aside the road with your pants down, holding up a naked woman. Okay, that's could be a number of things, but okay. No, well, all right, right, but she's vomiting and unresponsive. Yes, she was placed in an ambulance. The cops tried to arrest him. The dash cam video shows the young politician trying to use his position to avoid arrest, telling police. I run all these budget, bro. When I call Gretchen, meaning Gretchen oh, Whitmer, boy. the governor of Michigan, when I call Gretchen, I'll need y'all's IDs and badge numbers, everything. Oh, boy. You're in trouble. Oh, do you know who I am? You, you know how there are, there are drunks that um, get happy and drunks that get mean and, you know, that tend to do that sort of thing? Or? Drunks who get self-important in this case. Drunks who get tired, drunks who get amorous, drunks who get... But... but I don't think I ever had the "Don't you know who I am, Gene?" <laughs> no boy, that's the the last. Oh, that's just a, that's a bad impulse. We got a little clip to take you there. Oh God, I'll call Governor Whitmer right now. Just let me let me get up on state rep. I'm going to give it to you. So he's uh, slurring and incoherent. Well, he uh, evidently he was uh, doing his court thing. He was being taken into custody. Um, they were booking, he's violated his bond multiple times, okay, for that arrest. They're taking him into custody. Deputies find a metal, uh, uh the, the handcuff key taped to the bottom of his foot. So he was gonna somehow try to free himself from his handcuffs, handcuffs and do God knows what. How did he get the handcuff key? Nobody knows. Unclear. Does he wear one taped to the bottom of his foot all the time in case he gets pulled over? Exactly. Livingston County Sheriff Michael Murphy told the uh, local press, this guy's a piece of work. He truly believes he doesn't have to follow the judge's orders. He doesn't have to follow the rules. He's the reason that politicians and elected officials get a bad rap. We got one more clip. Let's hear it. Joe or Chelsea, if y'all don't say me in, I want y'all to say me in. If somebody else say me in, I'm going to be upset. Joe, who you got? Yeah, call Joe. I'm not sure he's up for now. If he's not up, wake him up. Tell Joe who you have. <laughs> okay. Tell Joe who you have. I've spent enough of my life listening to drunk people ramble. Um, uh, <laughs> him, you know, saying I'm coming after you. Okay, whatever, whatever, drunky. And then, so that's your politician of the year. Here's your teacher of the year. <laughs> L.A. parents are sounding the alarm over posters displayed inside a high school classroom that say F America, America spelled with KKK, and also a uh, Black Lives Matter flag, Pride flag, uh, F America, this is native land, and F the police. It's in an L.A. high school classroom. Wow. The poster goes on to say policing is a violent anti-black settler institution. Originated as slave patrols. Their primary God, mandate. Well, that, that whole I stupid know. story has got to go away. 
That's How just stupid. Dumb. Are you to buy that? I don't know, but people do. I see it in you know real newspapers regularly referred to. Uh, but police forces are originally slave patrols. That's the only reason. That's not the. There have been police of one form or another since the beginning of mankind, and there always will be. Uh, you morons! Yeah. I got a question for you. Uh, are the police uh, an outgrowth of slave patrols in uh, Albania, Algeria? Andorra, Angola, Antigua, Argentina, Ar- Armenia, Australia, Austria, Azerbaijan. Those are just the A's. Because you got to explain the police in every single one of those countries based on slave patrols. How about Bahamas, Bahrain, Bangladesh, Barbados, Belarus, Belgium, Belize, Benin, Bhutan, Bolivia, Bosnia, etc. <laughs> just idiotic. Absolutely idiotic. Um, anyway, uh, to read on. Policing is a violent anti-black settler institution that originated as slave patrols. Their primary mandate is to protect property and to militarily enforce white supremacist capitalism. They are doing their jobs as they are trained and paid to do. You can't fix what isn't broken. That's why we fight for police and prison abolition. F the police. This high school teacher teaching kids, we got to abolish the police and all prisons. And you wonder what the kids have crazy attitudes. We talked about this uh, at the time the abolish the police message was sweeping America. But do you realize what would happen? And and it became clear very quickly that the neighborhoods that most want the police, in fact, want more police, are the neighborhoods of uh, color where they got a lot of crime. Right. But um, what obviously would happen if you abolish police is those of us who can afford it would band together and hire private police. Because we're always going to have police, those of us who can afford it. Mm-hmm. And the places that can't afford it are not going to have police. So They will who, def- descend into violence and horror. Who's going to benefit from this whole thing? What would defund the police look like? It would look like the suburbs, says AOC. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. One more thing before we take a break. I don't know if you saw this. This is 1.5 million views for this particular video. Probably TikToked out. Yeah, it was a TikTok video. Uh, a, a guy at a cemetery came across a century-old grave with human hair sticking out of it. Urr. And so he videoed it and uh, got a lot Oof. of views. And it is pretty creepy looking. I mean, it's a tombstone over a grave, and there's a lot of hair sticking out of it. Oh, boy. But the one conclusion I wouldn't jump to is that, like, some sort of Living beast was buried a hundred years ago and is trying to get out currently. The dead are clawing their way to the surface <laughs> to eat our brains. That's the only hey, logical. Beautiful hair. That's a, the only logical explanation. Turns out some sort of animal, beast, squirrel-like beast or something with the hair ended up looking human for some reason. Uh, got underneath there and died, and the hair was sticking out. But it was it's oh, a pretty creepy picture. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. So my theory turns out not to be correct. I apologize, and I retract. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. That is funny. So uh, what's the latest? Do you have to get a booster shot? And then when shot, and can your kid, is your kid going to have to get a shot? We'll just hit you with the latest headlines on that uh, because it's something you need to know. I don't know about my kid getting a shot. That's a tough one. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
second down and three. Ball's and out. Oh, the ball is out. He lost it. The Ravens all around it. Who has it? Baltimore. Oh, boy. Al says, oh, boy. I say, oh, way. Here we go. The rookie's got it. Holy smokes. What a game. How much time was left when Kansas City had to, was going to kick that? I think it's about two minutes, maybe a minute 30. Kansas City driving for the win. Cough up the ball. Bitter loss. Racist nickname. Just a disaster. <laughs> In every way. Speaking of racist nicknames, uh, the... The Minnesota Vikings, how dare you appropriate the Viking culture? Uh, also, uh, well, this is actually, this is a, a media mishap. This is the radio play-by-play that Vikings fans heard. High snap, put down, Joseph, come on! It is good! No, he it's missed no it! Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Oh my! This he missed it right. That is, I like the way he does that. The way his voice changes so fast, and then it's gone. Oh, he missed it. <laughs> he missed it right. Yeah, he missed it right. <laughs> missed, missed it. He missed it right. <laughs> oh gosh, I was watching some high school football over the weekend uh, at my son's school, and. Well, you know, with amateur athletics, it's the same with the really little kids. Like when you're coaching soccer, all up the way up through high school football, mm-hmm. there are some play. The the, the 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 divergence in talent is so great. See, like the first play of the game, I can see there's no way the team can ever stop that guy. Mm-hmm. They just can't. He's so much better than they are, so much faster, so much more athletic. He's just going to run until he gets tired, <laughs> and that's what happens. Yeah. Yep. Sure enough. Uh, so I found this interesting. It's Absolutely clear why the Biden administration, the Democrats in Congress are fighting so hard to get us to pay attention to vaccines and masks and and gigantic multi-trillion dollar welfare programs and the rest of that. They're really trying to change the subject from Afghanistan, obviously, and uh, also the immigration situation on the border, which is just a meltdown. I mean, from uh, there's a lot of attention being paid to the. 12,000, who knows how many thousand, mostly Haitians there under the bridge. Uh, but there are 1.2 million apprehensions in the last year along the southern border, the most in more than a decade. There are millions of people sneaking into the country that are unapprehended. Biden, to the extent that they're sticking with the programs they'd announced it's a disastrous failure and to keep it from being like a double disastrous failure they've reenacted a lot of trump policies that their base hates so it's just a debacle for biden but the uh the is this the washington post yeah i think the washington post yeah i had a really interesting article about the new ambassador to mexico who was ken salazar uh colorado democrat he was uh what was he, he was in the he was in the uh, barack's uh, barack obama's cabinet uh secretary of the interior that's it doing that important work of taking care of the interior anyway so they lay out the numbers which are astonishing and this guy, he's the new ambassador to Mexico. He goes down to Mexico to see if anything can be done about it. They mentioned the Biden administration's asking Mexico to detain migrants. They're sending plane loads of Central Americans to southern Mexico. But Mexico is beginning to get pissed off because they're like, 
the only reason this is happening is because of your policies. Don't go on the campaign trail and say everybody's going to become a citizen and have free food, medicine, education, etc. And then tell us, hey, you got to stop all these people flowing through Mexico to come to the U.S. Cut it out. Yeah. Salazar, one of the first Mexican-American senators and cabinet members in U.S. history, arrives at his new post as the Biden administration attempts to project both a humanitarian sensibility on border security while also deterring immigration. By some measures, it is doing neither, according to the Washington Post. Wow. Failing both directions. And if the frickin' WAPO is writing that, you know it's a debacle. Hey, speaking of ambassadors, so France pulled their ambassador to the United States over the weekend? They did. Because they did. They're took a- out a white glove, slapped Biden on both sides of his face. Because they're angry that we did that submarine deal with Australia. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mad enough to pull their ambassador. Yeah, that's a major thing in the fancy pants kind of weird world of diplomacy. Yeah. That's something. I mean, one of our oldest allies. Our oldest allies. Our oldest allies. Well, it cost them, you know, billions and billions of dollars, and and they weren't consulted, and now they're making noises about Europe must be able to stand alone. Ah, settle down, Frenchie. You'll be fine. Build better submarines. Settle down, Frenchie, Joe says. They're getting all uppity Frenchie on us. How about you try to fight the Germans off just once? Huh? One time. Oh, boy. That really is out of bounds. Uh, if you miss an hour, text line. Or, yeah, I don't know what. I lost. And Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of things I want to mention before we get to uh, what we're going to do. Um... New poll out. Majority of American voters believe the nation is less united since Biden took office. Even though his uh, inauguration speech was all about reuniting the country and becoming less divisive. What a load of crap. 54% of respondents think the country is less united since Biden became president. Only in the the other side is the more important. Only 37% says it is more united. Since he took office. So, that's interesting. You should not be 17 points underwater as the great uniter. Eight months into your presidency. This also, I wish I understood this more. I got this from Sean. Remember positive? Positive Sean. Little talky too much. Too, talky talk talk. Little too much talky talk. Good guy. Never met him. Uh, positive Sean, our old producer, he was super into um, learning about uh, the financial world. And, man, he really did his homework on Bitcoin and all that sort of stuff. Well, The Economist had a, a tweet over the weekend that Sean retweeted. Decentralized finance is one of the three tech trends disrupting finance. It has the potential to rewire how the entire industry works. I don't understand any of this. But then a smart person retweeted that saying, Bitcoin, the first big blockchain created in 2009, is now a distraction. Ethereum, a blockchain network created in 2015 upon which all of these applications are built, is reaching critical mass. And how it is going to change finance forever in the world. And this may very well be true. And I feel like people who understand that are going to get wealthy. And those of us who don't are going to lose money. But I just don't get it. Well, and here's a twist. Those who actually run the world, the money guys, 
Wall Street, you know, the capitals of Europe, etc. Do you think they're going to let all the rules be rewritten? Are they going to let all the... uh, the pipelines through which all the wealth of the world flows be restructured by a bunch of upstarts? I don't know. Um, They're trying very hard to prevent it, I'll tell you that. But I do know this, this uh, the meme economy, as uh, Sean used to talk about. A, a lot of money is being made, whether, it may, whether 50 years from now it'll make sense, I don't know. But it makes sense now. Sure. And it's real money. The yeah. NFTs, the, the cryptocurrency, the, all this stuff. Yeah, my only note of caution, because you're absolutely right. I mean, it's real. The money's being made, and things are rising rapidly and falling rapidly. You just have to understand you're gambling. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, these things are highly speculative. Then you have the the regulatory pressures on the government. They're trying to crack down on the Wild West, which sounds like liberty to me. But anyway, it's uh, it's it's an interesting time, no doubt. And then a couple of negative uh, crime things for you, and then I will shut up. Uh... 34 cities, top 34 cities, 29 had homicides last year, more homicides in 2019, with the overall rise being 30% of the top 29 cities. Overall rise on average, 30% homicides year to year. Sorry, 29 out of 34, you said? Uh, 29 of the top 34 cities had a rise in homicides. And of those who had a rise, the average is 30% year to year. Here's one example. Milwaukee. There were 189 killings last year, a 93% increase from 2019, and the most ever recorded in Milwaukee. 93% increase by far the most ever. Chicago breaks records every weekend. 61 people shot 12 fatally over the weekend in Chicago. 29 shot yesterday alone. Great. 29 people shot on a beautiful Sunday in Chicago. You know, that reminds me, I saw this headline, here it is. With all of the things that the left is shouting about, whether it's the Black Lives Matter thing or whatever, anytime a cop acts up, and I'm on your side, I'm a libertarian, I don't want the government to be able to abuse its citizens, but, and and, one more disclaimer, you can solve both problems. If there's a police brutality problem, solve it. By all means. And if there's a culture of gun violence in our cities, you have to address that. 5,100 children have been shot. 1,300 fatally since the beginning of COVID. They weren't shot by cops. Okay? Those 1,300 little children were not gunned down by big, mean, white cops. It's a culture of settling grievances with gun violence, nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, get rid of the police, defund the police. What do uh, what do what does the city look like with no police force? It looks like the suburbs. AOC said that that is the single stupidest thing she has said. Yeah, by, by it, far. it looks more like Kabul, honestly. Yeah. Oh, where sure enough, and it was you know the most predictable thing on earth but yeah there is documented proof now people are tweeting out the videos etc of the taliban going around to the people who were on the lists that we gave them and dragging them out of their cars i'm sorry out of their houses shoving them in a trunk and or executing them in front of their family so anyway that's some cheery news for you what's the matter with me anyway love this love jason whitlock he was talking the other day on a podcast about Joy Reid of MSNBC, who, as you said, Jack, and you made a good point, I almost hate to bring her up 
because it it elevates her, and yeah. she's a crackpot and a sicko and the rest of it. And these nighttime cable news shows, almost all of them, make no dent really. They they, they have hardly any viewership. But because Jason Whitlock does such a good idea, a good good uh, job rather of confronting and countering the ideas that a Joy Reid type puts out, and there are plenty of people putting out the ideas, we thought it was worth uh, airing. Uh, Jason Whitlock here. The Alphabet Mafia, it owns Joy Reid, the black MSNBC cultural overseer at the Rachel Maddow Plantation. Soldiers in the alternate lifestyle wing of the BLM LGBTQ plus Alphabet Mafia captured Joy Reid four years ago when a Twitter user unearthed her homo-hostile blog post from the late 2000s. Massa Maddow and the other heads of the Alphabet Mafia families, including Don Obama, Don Pelosi, Don Soros, and the Don of all Dons, Xi Jinping. Yeah, they made Reid an offer she couldn't refuse. They threatened to chop off her TV career if she maintained the belief she developed as a Christian. After initially claiming a hacker framed her as a believer, Reed eventually disavowed her religious upbringing and admitted that membership in the MSNBC occult was too lucrative to justify hanging on to outdated moral codes. She packed her bags and moved into Massa Maddow's big house, landing a coveted time slot in the important role of overseeing black culture and thought. Reed is a giant symbol of the rewards awaiting black women and their male idolaters for abandoning their religious views in favor of evangelizing for the Democratic Party and the Alphabet Mafia. Joy Reid has no discernible broadcasting skill. Broken glass is smoother than her delivery. Her ideas and point of view are Twitter deep. Al Sharpton has better hair than the endless array of weaves Reid has imported from G. Jinping's private stock. Wow, that was some writing there. <laughs> wow. As uh, the great uh, Mike Kruko, Major League pitcher and San Francisco Giants broadcaster, would say, ownage is ownage. <laughs> and that was some ownage. Huh. Wow. Where do you even start? So, yeah, she had a set of beliefs about either homosexuality or transgender and all that stuff that's pretty commonly held among black Christians in America. Um, some of the lowest uh, numbers you'll see when polled on that sort of topic come from black America, uh, particularly religious black America. But she had to disavow all that stuff to keep her slot, I guess. So, eh. It's possible she changed her mind. On the other hand, she is an evil crackpot, so I'm not going to I'm not going to break too much of a sweat coming to her defense. Which one of the vaccines is the best? The numbers are in. Oh yeah, it's the numbers pill, are in. Bitter pill for me. And we can tell you which one is the best. The first all civilian space crew returned to Earth over the weekend. We got some of the details on that, which are kind of interesting, and what it costs to get a. Riding one of these flights, it hasn't gotten down to my price range yet. 
<laughs> and I tell you what, you had made an incorrect assumption or something about the toilet facilities. Okay. Those people had the best toilet facilities in the history of mankind. Really, I was led to believe they were all peeing into one bottle. Well, that no, no. Basically Again, where, where do you get your information? What's this? Basically. This is this is fake news, folks. It was a trough, like at my favorite bars. Fake space news. Okay, all that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Pretty much everybody on the Armstrong and Getty team who watches Ted Lasso loves the show. It's fun. It's life-affirming, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they won the big Emmy for uh, uh, comedy. They Actually, they won several awards. This is uh, Jason Sudeikis, the star in the hot, hot, middle-aged team owner lady in a handful of clips from last night's Emmys. Uh, I want to thank folks uh, at SNL. I want to thank Lauren, who went to go take a dump now. Perfect. Hi, <laughs> on a bike sorry oh my gosh i'm not responsible for anything that pulls out of my face in the next 30 seconds jason you've changed my life with this and more importantly my baby girls and i will i will work for you for as long as you'll let me because i'm honestly i'm so privileged to work with you i really am oh my god i'm giving a speech to the Emmys. <laughs> JC on a bike? Is that what she said? That was inappropriate. I, I'm not sure we should air that. And then uh, 12. That was 12. That was 12? <laughs> yes, yes, it was 12. She has a baby? She's like 50-some years old. Her, her babies, she said. I don't, she, might mean, I don't know, she might mean she's got a couple of corgis like the queen. My babies? I don't know. They're English. They're odd. It's a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Got weird customs and practices. So they know which is the best uh, vaccine now. By the way, it was announced Friday after we got off the air. They don't have enough data to back up the booster thing yet. So we're not all going to get boosters. Yeah, 65 plus, you're sick, you get one. Data collected from 18 states between March and August suggested the very best vaccine is... I did the research (laughs) before I got my vaccine. Here he goes. So, you showed up like the rest of us and got jabbed with what they had. And then asked them what it was. Right. And they told me it was Moderna, which they claim here is the best one. But it's just, it's tiny. Pers- it's tiny. <laughs> it's like when the 49ers lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It was tough to take. Mm. For me. Chiefs fans, I hope you're enjoying yourselves. So it's slightly better than the Pfizer, but whatever. Ooh. Moderna sucks. Chris Rock came out over the weekend, said he's got the COVID, and he said, trust me, you don't want this. He didn't give any more details, but that would lead me to believe that he ain't feeling so good. Yeah, yeah. Makes people pretty miserable. Those who it makes miserable are very miserable, if they're not afraid for their lives. Yeah. Or the brain fog. I'd hate to have the brain fog for the rest of my life. Please, I've already got brain fog. Yeah. So all civilian crew traveling around the Earth... Uh, in a SpaceX ship traveling 17,500 miles an hour. So you're going around the Earth. Pretty darn cool. A billionaire you'd never heard of, Jared Isaacman. 
uh, 38-year-old commanding the mission. Why? Just because he's the richest? He's a billionaire because he started Shift 4 payments. Ah, yes. Which I'd never even heard of, and it made him a billionaire. Speaking of uh, what I was speaking of earlier with uh, the Internet and all these different things, I mean, you, you, can, you can come up with an idea or get in on the right thing. And this, there's never been a time in history when that was possible. Anyway. Well, he can. I can't. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I couldn't invent anything on the Internet. How about pictures of cats? Do they have that on the Internet yet? I sh- That's, uh, anything more complicated than that? Forget I sp- it. I spent all weekend trying to get into my son's Google Classroom so he could do his homework. Does that count as anything? Yeah, you're not inventing Shift 4 either. Can I tell you what? And I told my son this last night because it's true, and I was talking to myself. I was saying, look. He said, can I just do my homework like it's out of a book like I used to do it? Because, yeah, we struggled with getting into various websites and passwords that got changed and everything like that before you could even access the stuff to do your homework that you have to do on a computer because it gets turned in that way. And he said, can I just do it out of the book? It was so much simpler. And I said, trust me, I'm on your side on this, but I'm sure it's not going to change. This is the way it's going to be forever, so we're just going to have to figure it out, which I'm, I'm sure is true. But God dang it. As if homework isn't hard, you know, a pain in the ass enough. To get it done is just you have to fight through the, the the whole password login thing. Oh, I know. I know. To do something you don't want to do. Oh, hug. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, that happens all the time. Like, you know, you got to do banking stuff. It's not like I find this banking stuff fun or this tax uh. stuff or whatever it is. And then you got to fight through, oh, what, the password changed or all of a sudden it doesn't work or whatever. It's, ah, ah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the billionaires that were on the flight, uh, he bought four tickets for $220 million. So it's not like these seats were cheap on this flight. But he wanted the mission to benefit St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, which is nice. Oh, that's great. Before yeah. the launch, he personally donated $100 million to help end child cancer. Now, that's a cool thing to do if you're a billionaire. Wow. $100 yeah. million. Tip of the cap to that young man. By the way, our winning uh, entry in the, what do you call that that emotion, that feeling when you can't get signed on to something or you just can't get the computer stuff to work or it keeps telling you to update, then it won't take the update. <laughs> oh, God. Re- Rebecca came up with config humiliation. It's a good one. <laughs> well done. Oh, the toilet on that civilian mission is in a glass dome with a 360-degree view of space. You wouldn't even bring the sports section in there or your phone to play solitaire. Are you kidding? You got the wonders of space around you as you relax and do what we almost do. <laughs> Who wants final thoughts? Who wants final thoughts? Go have some final thoughts. Hooray! <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, beginning with our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, earlier in the show, we played somebody that uh, quit using the Walmart PA. I got to admit, that's probably on my bucket list to go to a store and use the PA for something, you know, stupid or, or mischievous. You there know? you go. Well, yep. Young Alex is our producer. Alex, do you have a final thought for us? I do. My band played for the first time over the weekend in almost two years, and it was fun. It was a car show just for, you know, giggles. We went out there, and this old lady walked up. She says, you know, you need to play more stuff from the 60s. I said, ma'am, this is an original piece. And she just kind of stared at me and took her walker and walked away. So I think we were a hit. From the 60s. That was, you know, half a century ago. Two-year break for your band because of COVID. That's a long time. Jack, final thought for us? Yes, a Norm MacDonald quote as I'm still stuck on him. 
It's the greatest gig in the world being alive. You get to eat at Denny's, wear a hat, whatever you want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Wear a hat. (laughs) My final thought is we uh, had some family drop by over the weekend. Hadn't seen them in in quite a while and had kind of fallen out of touch, but they were were in town and said, hey, it ended up being wonderful. Just had a lovely dinner and a lot of laughs and everybody was kind of chagrined we hadn't been in touch, but... Going forward, now we are. So it's a good thing. Reach out, say hey to your family. Unless they're jerks, then don't. Aren't you Ted Lasso with your uh, life-affirming positive vibes? That's fantastic. I do what I can. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you missed a chunk of the show, you can grab it via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Plus, we do an additional podcast called Armstrong and Getty One More Thing or our extra large conversations. You can pick up some swag, get you a t-shirt or something, or a sports bra. And if you see something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. So we'll do what we always do tomorrow, catch up on the news and have some fun with it. See you then. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. That is the climax of foolishness. So it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. <laughs> Go away. Screw it. I'm leaving. I'm doing the work. Is it, It's sort of, it's kind of bogus. Get over it. I'm just saying. Words. That's the awesome. I think this is so ill-advised. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gun. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. You are being a grumpy pants. What does it have to be? You, you, you. Catch me outside. How about that? Armstrong and Getty.